If you're interested in offering digital products as a revenue stream in your business, maybe mm -hmm. not today, but at some point in the future, I would start researching some, you know, what exactly could you teach? And one of the things that I generally recommend to folks is teach what you know. Mm -hmm. So if you're a freelancer or service provider, or you're working with clients in some way, think about where they're getting stuck maybe it's in the beginning and they can't get past a certain certain point think about where they're getting stuck and think about if you could put together a course on that you know very very short you know couple a few videos course just to kind of help them move forward hello and welcome back to another week on talking with experts podcast with your host chris cowden this week we have dr destiny coop talking about content creation and lucky enough, she breaks down her sales funnel process. She talks about the benefits of having an email list, creating content with a nurtured audience, as well as some principles that she used to teach as a marketing professor. I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you're a marketing student, then you're going to love this one. Yeah, thanks so much, Chris, for having me. And I did want to clarify, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm an academic doctor in marketing, but, <laughs> you know, same difference. Still still a doctor. <laughs> yeah. So, so t tell me a little bit more about your marketing background and because um, I know you were a professor before. Uh, can, can you explain how long you were in there for? And let's go down that, that route first. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of background on that. So I've been in marketing for about 25 years. I first started in corporate marketing, which by the way, is very different from what I've been doing in online entrepreneurship. I, I feel like, you know, it was much easier in a corporate marketing role, if you would, because you, even though you had, you know, a big like revenue target. I think my last revenue target was $800 million and we Oof. were meeting that. You had big marketing budgets, right? And you had a ton of people that were working with you and outside agency. So you just had a ton of help. Um, and, you know, so I'll, we'll go into kind of the online entrepreneurship and the changes that I've made there. But I really got burned out from corporate marketing, which is probably a lot of your audience can relate to. They've been in these jobs, they've gotten burned out. And that's when I moved into academic teaching. And at that point in time, I was looking for a role. I had two very young children, but I was looking for a role that I could do out of my house. And mm -hmm. that's when teaching online at the university level was just starting. So that was back in 2005, way back before anybody else really started doing online courses and, mm. and teaching online. You know, it's a, it's a big thing now, right? Because with COVID, everybody across the world got exposure yeah. to teaching online. But back in 2005, this was a very uh, kind of a unique thing. And people were like, you can't do that. You know, kids can't learn that way. Students can't mm -hmm. learn that way. And we know after, you know, 15 plus years of doing that, they can. So I taught online at the university level for many, many years. And then, you know, various roles there, you know, at all the way from an adjunct faculty to assistant dean to a program director and assist, uh, ended up as an assistant um, vice chancellor of academic affairs. And again, I got burned out again. So mm -hmm. I had always wanted to start my online business. Um, and so that's when I said, you know what, 
uh, is now or never. I mm -hmm. took the plunge, started my online business and couldn't be happier. <laughs> so it was one of the best decisions that I've ever made um, and happy to kind of dig into what I've done from an online perspective and how mm -hmm. I've built my business, because I think that could definitely help your audience quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, because you started in 2000, well, you started teaching in 2005 was it or, I started teaching yeah. online at the university level in 2005 I started my business my online business I officially started in 2018 but I will say I did a lot of you know research up until then to kind of get started yeah so in 2005 you were one of the first ones to learn about e-learning and the and the online courses no wonder you transitioned into doing your course creator podcast and then um teaching other people how to build courses it is it just sounded like the it just sounds like the perfect you've got the experience you've worked as a professor and now you're using all that all that knowledge and the doctorate yes to, to yeah and I'm, oh, the other thing is i'm a huge believer in you know, basically learning and being a continual learner and online learning, I think is um, a really good medium for most people mm -hmm. to learn, right? They don't have to go to a setting, you know, even, you know, K through 12 students, if they need extra help, you know, they can easily get extra help with math mm -hmm. online, with history online, or, you know, or, you know, whatever they're wanting to get help in. So online learning is a viable option for really, you know, anybody out there, if you're just a mom at home and you want to learn how to, you know, organize your house better or knit, or you want to learn guitar, piano, it's, it's, it's a viable option for many people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and I love that I could, I could do a course that somebody's created on the other side of the world and have that personal connection with that person and that level of expertise. I think it, it broadens my network, it broadens my knowledge, but I get to, that's what I love about this online space and having an online business and, or starting an online business and course creation. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the, do you think it's the first thing somebody should do when start? So like for me, um, going into now podcast consulting uh, with my co-producer, uh, I think it takes a certain, like, stage in your business where you say okay course creations for me is it yeah absolutely so you're bringing up a good point and this is something i would like to emphasize is you really need to build your audience first before you start creating a digital product like an yeah. online course or a membership it doesn't have to be a huge audience right it could <laughs> just be you're starting a facebook group and starting your email list and getting your social media accounts up and running so it doesn't have you know it doesn't have to be you know 20,000 people in this audience but do need to have an audience that you can talk to that you can do market research with that you mm -hmm. can ask them you know what do they need and want from you and one of the things I have found is people and business owners that are maybe they're doing freelance work or mm -hmm. maybe they're doing you know some type of service work or maybe if, if 
maybe it's even the one-on-one coaching, but they're, they're having that direct interaction with that customer. They are some of the best ones that are well positioned to start an online course because they know that customer so well, because they've been doing that hands-on work with them. Yeah. And if they, if they have this, I know a lot of people, I don't know if you uh, advise us as well, they do a beta version where it's a cheaper version or even free and then they get the testimonials they need to and a proven concept that this is the knowledge that people are looking for and then they go to a, a paid audience yeah so beta courses definitely are viable options and i've done them in the past myself and they definitely work um, one of the things that I generally recommend for somebody who's just dipping their toes into creating an online course is to start out with what I call is a mini course. Sometimes people call it a tiny offer. Sometimes they call it a starter course. But really, this is a low, low priced offering that you can get experience in creating a digital product and actually selling it. But a mini course doesn't take a lot of time. You know, I've created one in a week. Um, You know, some people, some of my clients have done them in like one to two weeks easily. So it's just really uh, a short mini course that has Mm -hmm. a few resources in it, but it gives your customers a quick win. And one of the reasons why I like mini courses for folks to get started out with is they don't have to spend months and months and months and months creating it, right? Um, They can go ahead and get it out in the marketplace and they can repurpose that for other um, type of opportunities. Like maybe they want to use it as a tripwire on the back Mm -hmm. of their lead magnet. So somebody signs up for your your free gift. And when they go to that thank you page, which is the page that comes after the registration page, mm-hmm. there's this offer that says, wait, before you go, I have a special offer that you might be interested in. And you can, you know, use that mini course as a tripwire. You can use it for a lot of other things. I've participated in industry bundles where mm-hmm. I've gotten together with a lot of my peers. And um, basically a bundle is, you know, people signed up for this bundle and there's a lot of these free resources in it, or, you know, sometimes it's a paid bundle, but there's Mm -hmm. these resources in there. And then um, from there, you can get, you can build your audience and build your email list from that bundle. So there's a lot of different ways that you can package many courses. You can sell them directly from your website. So there's just a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. So you talk about bundles. Are there any other ways or what do you recommend somebody who's thinking of building a mini course does how many how long should it be or is there a specific I know that no one should be strict about it but what do you recommend it really just depends on your audience and what you're trying to create and how you can help them I'll give you some examples of some ones that I actually have or have in the past in my business yeah that'd be Um, great so just to kind of, you know, frame it up for some, some folks, I have an ad starter kit. So basically um, I used to be a Facebook and Instagram ads consultant. So I used to run Facebook and Instagram ads for people. I don't do that anymore, but I did, I do have a lot of resources to help people get started in there. And one of the things I had, it was one of the best league magnets I've ever had in my business, had tons of people sign up for it. It was a Facebook and Instagram ads, mini workshop series. So that was the free, 
lead magnet, if you would. And throughout that mini workshop series, I had this upgrade in there, which was my mini course. It was called the Ad Starter Kit. And it really just gave them additional resources. So they had access to all the videos that they could keep forever and ever, but it also gave them access to audience that they audiences that they could go in and select in Facebook to actually target and run their ads. It had a lot of ad copy in there. It had like images, um, like example images in Canva that they could go in and create for their ads. So it just had a lot of extra mm. stuff to get them up and running in their ads. So that was one starter, you know, one kind of mini course that I had. Um, another one, I'm trying to think, another one that I had in there um, that I've had in the past is a social media toolkit. So it was basically focused on helping people with what they would want to post on social media for an online course launch. Mm -hmm. So that's some in my business, but let me give you an example of somebody who, uh, I'll just throw something out. So somebody who is a website designer. So maybe they're, uh, you know, do Squarespace websites for folks. And, um, you know, that that's what they do. And they want, they have some customers who are coming to them, but they can't quite afford them yet. So let's just say mm -hmm. it costs them $5,000 to build a Squarespace website for stuff for somebody, you know, they've grown their business and now they're, you know, are have some premium rates, but they have some people coming to them that aren't quite ready to work with them yet, but they want to help them get up and running. What they could in that case, what they could do is develop a mini course that helps them get their very basic website up and running with a landing page that has a lead magnet and maybe an about me and a services page, you know, mm -hmm. very basic website. And that can kind of help them get started so they can start building their business. And at a later date, when that customer or student is ready to pay their $5,000 rate, they can. And I can give you, go on all day yeah, and give yeah. you a ton of examples there. Well, that it, it's really like I was almost in a trance. Uh, you know, I'm lo I'm looking at the camera here, and it's and it's <laughs> quite unfamiliar for me to do this because I want to I want to look at your face. And I was in a trance, thinking, okay, geez, I'm trying to visualize the funnel. So so maybe if it's still live, we can put the your funnel in the show notes so people can tr visualize it as well. And that maybe I, I believe. It. That one, I do think it is still live. I haven't taken it down. I'm just not advertising it generally, yep. but I would love, people can definitely go through it and kind of see how it is just all to, set up. Just to break um, the it reason, down. One of the reasons why I haven't updated it or it's not live is you know, Facebook changes their business mm. manager all the time. And I have to keep going back and updating the videos and I haven't done that lately, but yeah. Um, for sure, I actually have another one that 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 is live on my website. That's another example. If you want me to, yeah. to walk you uh, through that, uh, if you go to the front page of my website, I have what is called a mini course. There, it's a free mini course, so it's not a paid product, but it's a free mini course. And if people sign up for it. Throughout that mini course, I'm also sending them emails, right? Once they sign mm -hmm. up and I kind of walk them through that mini course, but throughout the course itself, and also through those email sequences, I'm also promoting my main product. So my main product is my membership. 
Mm -hmm. So yes. it's a recurring like revenue membership. And so it's promoted in the mini course. It's in there, not, not in your face type thing, but it's, it's in there. And I talk, I talk about it in the mini course, but also in the email nurture sequence, I am promoting it. And at the end, you know, they get, they get a discount. If they want to try it out for one month, they can try it out for free. So that's yeah. how it's promoted that way. So there's a few things there that I want to cover because I know you mentioned memberships, but before I go into that, why is it why is it important to then send emails once so once they've signed up to the mini course why is it important i know everybody talks about nurturing your audience but maybe you can go into more specifics of the importance um like prioritizing email it's extremely important because if you don't um stay on top of mind folks will just Honestly, they're just forget about you. But, you know, at the same time, going back to that mini course that I have, um, I'm also in those emails, I'm helping them through the course content. So I'm walking them through it and kind of taking their hand, if you mm. would, and saying, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. Um, and, you know, and if you want to take this a step further, I have this other offering for you. But mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's teaching them, it's getting giving them a way to learn more about me and my teaching style to see if they like that. Um, it's just really building that know, like, and trust factor, um, you know, as, as you go through that, because it does take time, right, yeah. for people to get to know you, to get to trust you. Do the, does this person even know what she or he is talking about, you know, it, and it's hard to give, get, mm. get to get people to give you their money. So they have to be able to trust you in order to do that. So that's why those email sequences are so very important. Yeah. And uh, in terms of what type of emails we should be sending, I know it's important to be top of mind, but um, when writing sequences, uh, what kind of, I know there's lots of books out there and we can refer to them, but um how do you write one? Is, is it quite friendly? What's your approach? So I, I would say my biggest advice is to just be yourself. So when I sit down to write these emails, I write them like I'm writing to one of my best friends, right? Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, just say, you know, X, Y, you know, Jody or whatever. Jody, here's, you know, here's the next topic that we're talking about today. And, you know, go to, I always give them the link, go to this video in the course, watch it. And here are your action tips. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm here to help, that sort of thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I may throw in some personal stories there or give them some examples from my business. But that's basically kind of how I approach these type of emails is just writing like I'm writing to one of my friends yeah and and how do you avoid being like uh spammy i don't like using that word but do you for me i want to start emailing you and all the other experts to, to warn them that the next episode is going to be dropping or um there's a new update happening or there's going to be an event share this with a friend whatever yeah, so I'm completely against being spammy or <laughs> sleazy or, or pushy in my sales funnels, probably yeah. a little bit to a fault, quite frankly, because, um, you know, I don't, I've, I've even had some people come to me and say, you know, I, you're, you're not very salesy, you know, that mm. type thing. And, <laughs> That's you know, a good thing. It, it, it is a good thing, but 
it, here's the thing. Um, you can be friendly. You can, um, you know, communicate, you, you know, teach, teach somebody something, help somebody something um, as they go through that. But you don't have to give them artificial deadlines. They, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't buy this today, it's going to be, you know, a thousand dollars more tomorrow. I don't like things like that because that's probably not true yeah, so the, the whatever you're saying make sure that you're delivering on it if the price goes up that's fine um but make sure that the price does go up if they yes. don't purchase by a certain day um if you know if you're actually giving them a bonus for signing up by a certain date give it give it to that person but you know do what you say you're going to do and don't give it to the people that sign up after that day so just be truthful and honest it doesn't mean that you can't give incentives for people mm -hmm. who are fast action takers or are are you know doing what you've asked them to do as they go through the funnel but i, I just i don't like the artificial deadlines the really spammy salesy yeah. pushy you gotta buy this today or mm -hmm. it's going to be five hundred dollars more tomorrow type thing yeah, so not being not doing the the scarcity approach or the spam approach, being be having integrity with your word. If you're going to give a discount, give a discount. If you're going to give a bonus, give a bonus, and Absolutely. be be fair, be friendly, be yourself. Just be yourself, and I think if yourself and you're truthful and you're ethical, you're going to be fine. Yeah, so so we kind of touched on email there, and now. I want to talk about memberships and I know you said it was a recurring revenue. So is that the, like a subscription business model? It is a subscription business model. Um, I'm a big fan of memberships. Um, I think they're a little more difficult to mm -hmm. sell, right? Because you're, you're getting somebody to commit for something every single month. And then you're going to have, you know, you're going to have, issues it's just the reality of it right mm -hmm. you're going to have issues with uh, credit card felt payments or people canceling so you really have to think about with memberships more than a course where you have to keep it sticky you mm -hmm. have to keep people wanting to stay in the membership and um you know stay you know having that relationship with you and there's a lot of different ways you can do that um i'm a huge fan of memberships i'm a huge fan of the subscription model um but you know i do think it takes um, mm -hmm. a little bit more time energy and effort to really get them up and running to where you know they're sustainable yeah so so may it's mainly for somebody who you know has has achieved or maybe not has has achieved but um has a, a lot more time on their hands to put effort into membership models and also then um constantly updating and it, it requires a lot more time and effort to continue to provide value so maybe it's not for somebody that's starting out the, the mini courses the virtual workshops the everyday master classes that's for the starter but for somebody who is looking to is, is that would you yeah i generally recommend starting with like a mini course and like i said you can repurpose it in other ways um i love memberships i definitely think you need to feel comfortable with a digital product model and 
um, have the time to really invest in marketing it and building that membership. Um, I've interviewed a lot of different people who have digital products in their business and they've all said they love their membership, but it took them a while to get it <laughs> up and running. And it was constantly talking about it, constantly promoting it. Mm. You know, sometimes they would do, you know, live events to get people in there. So it is definitely a little bit more work and effort on the creator's standpoint. Yeah, and then being more creative and standing out from the rest. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a few more questions. <laughs> <laughs> and we might run over, but you know, I'm enjoying this conversation. So yeah. it will have to be a it will have to be part one, part two. <laughs> <laughs> but um this one's more for um you, because you used to be a professor. Mm -hmm. And some of the listeners might be students or I'm, a, I'm not a student. I'm a, more of a student of life. But for those marketing students that are um, either considering starting a corporate career in marketing or at the stage now where they want to have a side business and start creating, what advice would you give them as a, as a ex-professor? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of value in working for a startup firm, especially if you're just starting out. Um, so maybe like a SaaS startup or, um, you know, something like that. I think you can get a lot of experience that you might not be able to get in like a, you know, a, a company that's been around for a while, like, a you know, one of the Fortune 50 companies. Yeah. Um, it, it is a different, it takes a different mindset. Um, it's just, it's a different, you know, you'll be doing different things in a startup, but you'll, what you'll learn, especially if you want to open your own online business in the future, you'll get really hands-on and dirty and a lot of different things if you mm -hmm. explore a career like that. So if that, if your goal, like your ultimate goal is to own your own online business, I would go more the startup route and then there's mm -hmm. tons of them out there than I would a more traditionally traditional marketing route. Yeah. Where you might get lost in the crowd if you're working for yeah, too many levels of leadership. Maybe you just get lost in it. Um, or or your, your experience is going to be focused on just one thing. You're not going to be yeah. able to have your hands in a lot of different things. Yeah. So, so you're, so you, you kind of want to be a jack of all trades when you're starting out you, and then you'll find your way. Yeah, you'll learn and figure out, you know, I like this part of marketing and I don't like this part of marketing. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, or, or I really want to focus on, you know, SEO and content marketing or, you know, I really like the paid ads part of it and driving paid media. I mean, there's just so many yeah. aspects of marketing and different careers that you can take. Um, and I think kind of when you're first starting out, trying different things and figuring out what you like the best is going to be helpful, but also you'll learn a lot. So if you ever launch your own business in the future, you'll have all that knowledge. Yeah, that's great. So, so uh, I think I've got two more questions left. <laughs> One would be um, the actionable steps. I know we've, we've given lots of advice, but if you could, if you could leave our guests with at least three actionable steps today, which ones would you focus on? 
So for the business owners out there, and whether you're an established business owner or you've been doing services for a while or you're just getting started out, my best advice to you is to make sure that you have a way to get people on your email list. So have some type of free lead magnet. Even if you're a service provider, have some type of free lead magnet. Even if you're a freelancer, have something that people can sign up and get on your email list. And I'm not saying that you have to email them every single week, but you mm -hmm. do need to be emailing them on a fairly regular basis. Um, I generally email my, my list a few times a month. I'm not necessarily doing it every week. Now, if I'm going to be doing a summit next month, and they're going to get lots of emails from me mm -hmm. as we go through that summit. But, um, you know, have start having an email list will serve you, especially if you ever want to sell them other products and mm -hmm. services in the future, even if it's just an upsell of a service that you have. So building that email list and maintaining that relationship is so very critical. So the league magnet, having the email list, emailing them regularly. Um, and then the Last thing I would say is, and this is something I'm still personally working on in my business because I'm I don't consider myself a salesperson. In fact, just the opposite, actually. <laughs> but sell people, you know, offer them something. Sell your digital products if you have one. Upsell them services if you're looking for new business. And the reality is, we think that we're selling all the time, but the reality mm -hmm. is people aren't seeing it. They're not reading every single email you send out. They're not reading. They're not even seeing majority mm. of your posts on social media. Only, probably only, you know, five to 10% of your posts, if that, if, if you're lucky. Um, so they're not seeing everything. Even though you might feel like you're promoting your products and services all the time, you're not to them. Mm. They're not, it's not getting filtered to them. So promote more than what you think you need to, um, yeah. just to, especially if you're looking for business, which most of us are. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I must have had another conversation because that kind of popped into the head. Uh, it was, he was talking about automations and, you know, just go that one extra step for your, mm -hmm. for your client. Just do that one extra automation do that one extra so that that's important and you know email yeah that's great what tool do you use out of curiosity for email um, for for my email service provider i use convert kit for my online courses and a lot of the landing pages in my sales funnel i use kajabi mm -hmm. um now kajabi does websites it does email service providers type stuff too but i don't use it for that and mm -hmm. i have squarespace for my website amazing um, and then one last question to, to finish on. What lesson do you want our listeners to leave with today? What one lesson? So that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not necessarily prepared for it, but <laughs> I, think, I think what I would say is if you're interested in offering digital products as a revenue stream in your business, maybe mm -hmm. not today, but at some point in the future, I would start researching some, you know, what exactly could you teach? And one of the things that I generally recommend to folks is teach what you know. Mm -hmm. So if you're a freelancer or a service provider, or you're working with clients in some way, think about 
where they're getting stuck. Maybe it's in the beginning and they can't get past a certain certain point. Think about where they're getting stuck and think about if you could put together a course on that, you know, very, very short, you know, couple, a few videos course just to kind of help them move forward and start there and see how it goes. Um, you can always add additional products in the future. You can always tweak one that you've already put together, right? I've done a lot of reiterations to the products that I've put together in the past. It doesn't have to be perfect. It, you know, mm -hmm. quite frankly, people aren't looking for perfection. They're not looking for long courses either. I'll just go ahead and tell you, they're only wanting videos that are five minutes long, 10 minutes at the most, and that's even pushing it. So very short, quick wins. Think about what you could do just to get started and dip your toes into creating a digital product, which will give you another revenue stream in your business. And thank you so much again for being loyal and continuing on this journey with me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with myself and Dr. Destiny Coop, a marketing professor who has tons of experience in the digital entrepreneurship world and as a course creator. If you want to learn more about her, then I really recommend you go and check out her podcast called The Course Creators MBA Podcast. And uh, maybe even have a look at her best-selling book, Launch Your Online Course Business in 90 Days or Less. These are both two incredible resources for you to get more information from Destiny and take your relationship with her to the next level. I hope to see you next week and thank you again for tuning in today.